Well, hey there, it's Tim O'Keefe, Coach Tim. Again, I'm putting the whistle and the hat on, and I have a great guest for you today. Uh, Eduardo Nuno is a offensive line coach at San Francisco City College, 10-time national champion San Francisco City College. Ed has, coach Ed has been with them eight of those national championships, coaching the offensive line. I, in full disclosure, I have to share that he comes from what I call coaching university, which is the University of Pacific, which is where I played ball. And I met Ed years ago, years ago, too long ago to, that I want to give the, the, the date. But uh, a lot of great coaches have come out of there, Pete Carroll uh, and some other teammates, it seems like probably 75% of our teammates ended up coaching either professionally or, or like me in the past as a youth coach. So with that, I would like to introduce Coach Ed. Welcome. How are you? I'm good, Tim. Man, it's good to, to be on. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's, this is a reunion, man. I, uh, I'm, I'm juiced that we're, we're talking. Uh, we, you share a lot of insight in the pregame uh, when we talked offline, and I'd like to, to get into a little bit about that. Um, you know, you, you played offensive line, offensive guard at Pacific. Uh, you made a, uh, a couple years of a career of pummeling me in practice. I think my neck thanks you for, for all those, uh, those years. But I, I want to ask you, how did you get into coaching? What, what makes a guy say, you know, uh, all those years ago, say, I'm going to be a professional coach, and here you are 20 years later at San Francisco City College. What how's how's that happen? Well, I think uh, you know as I got uh, a little more experienced in my playing career and towards the end of my UOP time, uh, especially with Coach uh, Brad Seeley um, when he coached us, um, I really kind of just fell in love with the technical part of playing offensive line. Uh, um, and uh, just kind of really latched on to that kind of thinking as a priority. And and when I finished school and uh, there kind of wasn't, you know, if you remember, you know, the, the uh, USFL had disbanded. Uh, yeah. I got hurt my senior year, so there weren't really a whole lot of opportunities to play professionally at that time. There was like almost like an overabundance of players. So um, I started playing minor league football in the Bay Area because I took an internship with uh, the uh, the power company over here, Pacific Gas and Electric in San Francisco. And I met, um, I happened to meet, you know, how things are in life. I met uh, an, an old coach that, uh, was coaching at City College of San Francisco at the time and still helps out, uh, Jack McGuire. And um, he was coaching this minor league team, um, and we kind of just fell hand in hand. Uh, and he was a real big promoter of, of technique and was real specific on steps and things like that. And... Uh, so I played in that league for a long time, but uh, he's the one that kind of opened the door for the coaching thing. So I started coaching at City in 1993. Wow! Um, and I was still playing, but you know the the seasons for that can you know are opposite. It's in the spring, so 
Anyway, I, I, I always, uh, uh, you know, just love football, playing it, and, and I wasn't sure about the coaching part. I had coached uh, youth for one year, helping a buddy of mine out that at the time I was working at UPS and uh, really saw uh, some, unfortunately, some negative things, I thought, in how youth were getting coached, and, and I didn't really care for it, so I was a little skeptical about coaching, but, um, you know, obviously college is a lot different, and focusing on the technical aspects of, of being a football player really uh, kind of gave me a focus and a direction uh, to start. So I think a lot of people, when, when you first start coaching, you really don't have an identity as a coach or like you were talking about philosophy. But for me, it was easy because uh, I just kind of always gravitated to, to technique being the primary thing to work at at practice. So I kind of became a slickler over that and and, um, and that's how it still is today probably even more so now um, and I think you asked me a little bit about routine you know especially at practice I mean you know um, there's a couple of influences with that um, you know obviously previous coaches and, and uh, that I had when I was a UOP that coached the whole line uh, but also believe it or not uh, UPS is a big efficiency expert, you know, and um, so some of that kind of rubbed off on me as a coach, and so I really don't like wasted motion and standing around. So our individual, our individual period as an offensive line is probably the most intense part of practice for my guys, as far as just doing a bunch of work and getting a lot done. Um, not a whole lot of, um, you know, wasted motion or, or standing around. And guys are getting coached as they're performing the drills, um, you know. And, 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 you know, I try to mix it up so it's not just the same thing every day. You know, they're just, there's so many things you can do, you know, especially nowadays when you have medicine balls and, you know, we use a bunch of different things. So, um, you, you know, you, you, if I may interrupt you for a second, yeah. you, you said something, uh, you said a couple things that really resonates with me, and one is, is technique, and, uh, and, te- and you, use, you use words that it's as if they were my own, that I, it's funny, because, I mean, we, we almost come from the same background, uh, and I'm, I use tech, the word technical, uh, technique, uh, I'll say fundamentals all the time, but I immediately drop that down to specifics into let's talk, you know, the technical part of it. And that part I, I love also. So I totally resonate with you on that. Um, and probably when, you know, on an individual basis, what I love most about coaching is uh, is that micro level or that technical? The other thing you said you pulled from UPS. That's amazing because you know I, I interviewed uh, a couple guys uh, from the uh, call it behavioral uh, psychology field, um, hypnotists, uh, NLP guys, and uh, one of them, uh, Jonathan Alfeld, at one point or the other, uh, told me that. Uh, one of the things that geniuses do 
is pull from other contexts. So you saw efficiency at UPS and you applied it into another context in football. And, and I, I find that awesome. I, I just I get, I, I started getting all pumped up when you said that. Um, and then the other one was uh, this interview with Joseph Riggio. He, he talks about, you know, everybody, you know, in, in their field likes to read, uh, read books from their field. He, he, he uh, asked my audience to read books that are outside of, of the normal references that we might look at as, as football coaches. And uh, so you saying that with UPS, uh, really really rung a bell for me so uh right on dude um but i'm yeah. sorry uh let, go go on did we did you want to uh finish out that thought i'm sorry no 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 it's all right kim don't worry about it listen uh um, so so the yeah you be you're going to be surprised about this probably but you know uh i'm going to tell you that i have never ever been to a football clinic in my life <laughs> okay, so I I've Brother. had you know multiple opportunities to obviously go to them, but I just never thought that that was a good learning environment. It it always appeared to me that it was more about the social side of it, and so I'm the same I'm way. I'm going to continue on the UPS thing because you know I was in I was in I, I was on both sides of the UPS workforce, the union side in Austin, and then went into management. And one of the things that um, that the U- UPS management used to teach, you know, back then, I don't know what they're doing now, but there's a theory that's called spheres of influence, right? <clears throat> and and so you you kind of figure out your your you know in their case it's the workforce, and you figure out who influenced what group, and then you kind of make your group into moving parts. So then instead of having to address the whole group, right, you find out who you need to talk to to influence this particular part of the group and this and that. And I don't want to get too, you know, I'm not saying I you know, get all sophisticated and all that, like I'm drawing up charts, but... You know, right, once right. you figure out who the guys are and who's the one that's the you know leading the the charge there, then I think you know at that point it becomes easier to manipulate and motivate because then you know which buttons to push on what guys to get them to work because when things aren't going, you know, like if we're having a bad day and our good work is not just not crisp enough, not enough effort or whatever, that's when you need to apply those things. I think that's really important because, you know, there's one thing to, to, to you know, go ballistic. And you know what they say, once you know, once you pull the hammer out and if the hammer doesn't work, then what are you going to go with? Then you're kind of out of tools, right? Right, so, right. So, so you need to have, you know, more tools in your toolbox than just the hammer. And, and so you, you got to have to have, you know, different ways to motivate your, your group. And I, I think, you know, that's one of the things that I, I'll uh, you use all the time. You know, I'll, I'll have certain guys that, um, and a lot of times I'll tell them, I said, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, if things aren't going right at practice, I'm going to come at you. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get on you, and 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 then I'm I'm expecting you to get your your crew 
going, you know. So you have a responsibility to this team, to your to your teammates. So, you know, it shouldn't be me having to go ballistic, you know, all the time to get you guys ready. You know, I'm not going to do that on game days. So you need to learn how to be get yourself ready to play, you know. So, cause that, Would you say that uh, developing coaches on the field kind of thing? Well, I'm just saying, like, you, you got to know that when you step on the field, it's time to get to work. And okay. one of the things that, that uh, you know, I'm, I don't know, I mean, just, this is what works for me, is I'm not a, on game day, I want to be strategic, I want to be analytical, I, I want to be, you know, surgical in our approach to, to, to exploit the other team's weaknesses. I'm not going to be a, a cheerleader and I'm not, you know, because I'm not going to rant and rave to try to get you motivated to be ready to play. You need to, you need to develop that skill set yourself. Uh, I can help you and we can talk about what you can do to be ready to play at the best that you can. But on game day, you know, I see myself more as as the guy that's that's trying to, you know, strategize and follow up with the game plan and then, you know, make sure that if that game plan is working, then let's exploit it. If it's not, then what is our adjustment? I want to focus on that. I don't want to focus on having to, you know, get Jimmy and Joe ready to play. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so during 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 practice week, what do you do? I mean, obviously you have you know adjustments and and, and what stuff like that. That's uh, that's X's and O's. But once you get past that, what's a typical uh, what's a typical practice with you? I mean, are you going? Are you are you running through the you know progress blocking progressions? Uh, are you just moving a bag? Are you beating the hell out of each other by blocking? I mean, what what what's your type uh, of we, practice? You know, a lot of it depends on what part of the season we're at. You know, obviously at the beginning, you know, and if we're just kind of getting ready for our first game, right, there's going to be a lot more contact and there's going to be um, a lot more competitive stuff between us and the defense. And, um, you know, there's going to be com- competition within the group. So, you know, it kind of just kind of evolves as the season progresses, um, you know, and as as the season progresses and we become more proficient in certain skill sets, then we're going to be working during our drill work, during our individual period, on the skill sets that we need to improve on or a skill set that we need for that particular opponent. Oh, okay. So okay. individual drill work will change day to day Um depending on, you know, like I said, what we're working on or, or if there's something special in the game plan. Um, and as the season progresses, the, you know, they might even be, we might even cut individual time to work on the scheme of things if we're working on, you know, specific schemes and, and I feel like we need more work with that. I, I would say that the, the principle of practice with, with offensive line is always to break down movements into small parts and then work on those small parts in a progression until you get to the whole thing. So if we're working on double teams, 
we're going to work on those first step and drill it up, like say against air, and we're going to go through that progression and go into our second step, and we might put a bag up in front or a medicine ball, and then work through the third step. Then we might get fitted in into position like we took the first steps and just work on that third step and pushing through, kind of popping our hips through, right? And then it could be a body or it could be a, a bag or whatever the case may be. And then then we'll go to the full double team, just get off and knock, knock, you know, knock them off the line. And then we're working eyes on the backer, you know. So, you know, that's like four drills to do one thing. Right, so right. That's I think it's really important, especially with younger kids that you know they understand that there's a progression and that there's parts to every technique, you know. Um, and, and I think th that's what we focus on is breaking down the movements, working on specific parts of the movement, and then putting it all together. That's phenomenal. Hey, let me ask you this. Uh, I, got, I got a couple questions that are kind of from left field. What is, uh, what is the most important thing to you about coaching football? I think, you know, I don't know if it's the most important thing. I will answer sideways, I guess. The most rewarding thing about coaching football is seeing – kids do well with what they've learned and then applying it on the field and then I guess the, the again the progression of that would be then seeing guys get rewarded for great performance on the field and in the classroom by receiving a scholarship and seeing the joy that that accomplishment brings to them you know um, Let me. Well, okay. Since we're on that subject, let's let's talk about that. We, you, over the span of twenty years of coaching, uh, you've had a lot of guys go on. Uh, would you like to talk about some of them, or just maybe this past season, you've seen some guys uh, go on into uh, four-year schools, right? Yeah. Well, you know, we've been we've been pretty fortunate. Uh, you know, we've had, I believe, like twenty at least 20 old linemen in the last seven years go division one. And, and, um, you know, you got to keep it in perspective that, uh, you know, we're a two year college, so it's not like we have guys for four or five years. So our development has to happen right away. There's a, there's a sense of urgency that, that I think needs to be brought to practice and to workouts that, that, uh, I think translates well to Division One. Uh, I, I, I firmly believe that the way we practice, you know, especially on the O line, and you know, I, I, I'm really not watching anybody else during individual, but I know because I've been to different places, and I know that our individual drill work, it, you know, is just like going to a four-year school, and I think our guys transition real well into a four-year program because they're used to working like that. There, there's no shock, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not like, oh, I've never done that, or I've never... Well, let me finish out the thought. So you've, you've had quite a bit of guys go to four. Uh, you've also had guys go to the, the league in the last few years, right, to the NFL. 
Well, we had, uh, you know, last year we had a kid go to Alabama, a, a, a tackle go to Alabama, Elliot Baker, and um, and another tackle go to Washington State. And then we had uh, two interior guys. One went to UAB, you know, Alabama, Birmingham. Uh-huh. And the other one's uh, going to sign to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, at the end of May here, he's, he's got to finish up a couple classes. So four four Division One guys from last year's team, and then we also had a backup guard, you know, sign a Division Two scholarship. Um, so a backup. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Yeah, we've had a lot of backups, you know, go Division Two, and like I said, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, it's just the work ethic here and the skill set that kids walk out of here with, and it's all because of technique. Is is I don't think you can turn on a tape for ninety nine percent of JCs. And they're maybe taking one step, and they're blocking zone blocking or whatever. But there's not a whole lot of teams that are gonna they have all the schemes and the blocking schemes and the pass blocking calls and the slide protections and all this different stuff. And we do a lot. We challenge our our kids a lot. You know, it makes it harder for us to teach them all this stuff. But I think at the end of the day, when they walk out of here, you know somebody else's playbook, especially nowadays with the no huddle and everything kind of can get simplified. It is not a challenge, you know, that, that in that way, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worked out well. Um, you mentioned guys in the NFL. So a couple of years ago, we had a guy um, that went to Ole Miss and was a, their tackle, starting tackle for a couple of years. And, and that's kind of when Ole Miss kind of started becoming relevant again. And uh, anyway, he's he's been in the NFL. You know, he's been bouncing around from you know practice squad to practice squad. So I'm hoping that um, you know, hopefully this year he can break through and and get get on there. And then that kid's a Sacramento kid. His name is uh, Pierce Burton. So, okay. Okay. But, uh, you know, as an example of, of what I'm talking about as far as guys getting recruited, so I'm sitting here, you know, at City, and there's a, a O-line coach from Illinois here, and, and um, you know, we're talking football, and, and uh, you know, he's asking me about this kid, and I'm telling him, well, you know, uh, he, he's really developed well, you know, and, and, and we use actually use this particular block to block for him because he's he's doing so well at it, you know, and it's and he goes, Coach, I know, you know, that's exactly why I'm here because we use the same thing and and I just love how he gets out in space and gets up on those backers and you know, we we're, we're looking for him to come to our, you know, Illinois and do the same thing and I don't have to teach him, he already knows how to do it. So, uh, I think that's a great advantage so if if a guy is equal in talent, but, you know, if I'm an old line coach and I see this guy is doing all these different schemes, well, I know that they're getting coached and more things than the other guy. Well, you know who's going to get the scholarship. Right, right. Coach, you you said you don't go to clinics, and I, I hear you on that. I resonate with that also. 
but that doesn't mean that you don't get around people of that are masters and learn from them. And in fact, in pregame, uh, when we were talking, you you mentioned uh, a mutual friend that you've studied quite a bit. And I know from my own training, when we talk about something, uh, I asked you a second ago, what's important to you? Well, you, you talked about this person's routine. And so that told me that that's important to you. So I'm going to ask you, what is, what's your daily routine? What, what, time, what do you do in the morning? What, what, what's a day like for you? Because I know, I know professional coaches, uh, especially in college, man, you've got to be just amazingly disciplined. So what is it that, that – what's your day like? Well, you know, um, coaching at a community college, you know, I'm also responsible to teach. So, you know, I always have some classes, you know, to, to take care of. Uh, sometimes you can use that time to kind of figure out what you want to do, you know, for, for practice and, and what, you know, what drill work you want to focus on. Um, usually we, 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 you know, we already watched film from the night before, so I already have an idea of what, uh, you know, what direction we're going to go with a practice. Um, and and uh, just like we were talking about, Nick Holt, you know, I usually try to get a workout in at some point, you know, prior to chalk talk or film. And um, so then, you know, it's really a mental part and it's a class, really, uh, where we sit down and, and we'll watch film and I'll go over any new schemes. And I try to be as good of a communicator as possible because I firmly believe that the more the kids know of what's expected at practice and what the game plan is for practice, the better they can carry it out. I never, I never um, ever have gotten on a high horse thinking that, well, I'm the one keeping the schedule and I, I'm the only one that needs to, to know. I know some coaches, especially high school coaches, kind of get on a high horse and, and, and sometimes they – you know, they, they dictate, you know, what practice is like and, and this and that. So, um, and and maybe you can blame it on the, the UPS years, you know. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, really on top of, like, the time. So, like, if, if it's time for another, you know, period, then we're moving. And then, you know, I, I know coaches, the, the rest of the offensive coaches are always, as you know, they get irritated with me when I'm over there blowing the whistle, going, "Hey, it's goes period. We're switching periods. Let's go. You're supposed to be over here." And, right. And uh, so um, I'm a little anal like that, but uh, uh, I, I think it's important, you know. I, anyway, so you know, you go through the whole chalk talk. I try to uh, always have uh, kind of. I want to say theme. Or, or, or a thought during chalk talk, something to capture the the attention, imagination of the kids at chalk. You know, I've been here so long that, that it's kind of progressed into a thing. You know, um, where and you know it is old linemen. You know, you, we're kind of a unique group. We have our own characteristics, our own. Yep personality traits and things like that 
and and for the most part they're true no matter what year you walk into the room so um over the years there's there's been you know some guys that have kind of developed it you know and and so um i think you know during chalk talk uh it's really the mental part that we're addressing and then and then i'll have about 15 or so minutes uh, after chalk talk before i get on the field because i i i always I, I hate being late to anything so i'm always like the first or second coach out there maybe the guy that stretches the team is up there first but so you laugh at this but i i always eat a sweet potato because i feel like it gives me a little a little little bump you know a little little you know little carbs and a little sugar i'll eat a baked sweet potato before practice right and then i'll go change and i have uh i, I know you're gonna laugh about this too but I have like a uniform that I wear all the time. It's the same whistle. It's the same, you know, kind of long sleeve, kind of overcoat. And it doesn't matter what the weather is, whether it's raining or warm. I'm always wearing the same thing. And then um, I love it. It's just, you know, it's just it's goofy. I'm goofy, man. And then uh, you know, just run out there. And what I like to do is I'll, because I'll be up there before practice starts, and I'll just sit to the side. And I'll just watch my guys interact before practice. And that's where that, that whole sphere of influence comes in. And, and you kind of see who, you know, who who's hanging with who. And, and you know, I, I learn a lot from watching those 10, 15 minutes right before practice, you know. So... Um, and then, what do, you, what do you mean by that? You mean in the, just in the in uh, if the kid's having a rough day, or you know, or what's his demeanor like, and if you're going to have yeah, to work I mean, on him? You know, sometimes that, but but mostly the interactions within the group. Ah, you know. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. You get to know the you get to know the the, the kid as a as a person, and 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 the dynamics as well, they relate to each other. Yeah, I think more so the dynamics of how they relate to each other. Uh, for the most part, I recruit. I I would have recruited these kids here, so I kind of know more about their personal side or family side. Uh, once we start stretching, then I'll start walking around, you know, and um, I don't know if you remember Wayne Nunley. You know, huh? he used to walk around when we were stretching, and I think he might have been before you, but... Um, you know, uh, he would walk around and he'd start yelling out, you know, it's a great day to be a tiger, right? So I kind of do the same kind of thing, you know, just because I used to like it and how he did it. And so it's a great day to be a Ram or the Rams here. And, and, um, and I just start talking to guys and kind of, you know, let's go. Let's get ready. Okay, here we go. We're going to go to work. Let's get ready and, you know, um, get them get going and, and uh, my approach at practice is different than on game day. I'm a lot more vocal and more, you know, I guess higher energy, if you call it. And and uh, you know, you know, because it's it's a work day. You know, it's different for game days. I think I told you already what my thinking is on game days. It's a lot more strategic. Um, but 
You know, that's, that's kind I, of I, I was team. taught years ago that, uh, you know, if you're coaching on game day, you're, you're too late. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why, you know, I'm focused more on game planning. I want to get feedback from my guys. I think that's real important that they become real astute and knowledgeable and giving me feedback. So to do that, they need to know we need to have the same language, you know, when we're talking about shades and, and tendencies and, and, and stunts. So I think that's important. Um, but anyway, uh, so then once we, you know, finish our warm-up, then depending on the schedule, right, we're into special teams or, or our individual, and then we're going. We're going, and we're going 100 miles an hour, and, and we're getting a bunch of stuff done, and we're, we're running from drill to drill, and we'll go past run, and we'll do a bunch of stuff. Like I said, I try to switch it around, and, and, and it, there's different reasons to do that. Um and man, if we're with the running backs, you know, I mean, every, I try to keep everything on time, and we're we're moving, right? And uh, I'll even script, you know, if it's you know, just even if it's just us and the running backs, so that there's less less waste of time, you know, script it all out, boom, boom, boom. And you'll see that most Division One schools, that's what they all do. So, uh, yeah, you know, and, and then um, you know. We, you know, we do a little bit of a warm down at the end of the practice, right, guys? You know, a little stretch, you know, this and that. You know, I think that's kind of like the thing now. And, uh, you know, I'll walk around and I'll tell people, I'll tell my guys, say, that was a good practice or that was not a good practice and you need to fix it, you know, tomorrow. Um, so you're on, you're on their stuff right away. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, I'm a firm believer that, that you need to give them feedback we're in a society right now that's that's uh, over um, communicative and with the social media and all this stuff. These kids are like stimulated all day, and I think you need to get their attention. And you can't have a lull. You know, you gotta, you know, do it. I'll even send out texts as I'm watching film that night if I see something that we need to work on as a group, or if I think we 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 kind of didn't compete you know, in a certain drill against the defense, I'll put them all on blast and I'll I'll send them a text and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm watching. This is not acceptable. We're better than that. Whatever, you know, I can, and the message can be different ways depending on what, what's going on, but I don't wait. Are, are, are they, are they watching, uh, do they have access to something like Huddle or whatever at, from yeah. home? Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're you're telling them on this play, you know, ninety nine or whatever, uh, you're too too high or whatever, or you're taking well, the wrong. I don't, know, I don't know if it's uh, you know if I'm that specific all the time. But what I'm saying is, like, say we do inside run versus the defense, and I yeah. think and I think we're not getting a good enough push, or we're not, uh, you know, we're not doing our we're not blocking real well. Then I'm gonna put them on blast and say, hey, we need to do a better job, you know. We're, we're, I'm watching the film right now, and we're, we're kind of getting our ass kicked, and, and, and it's not acceptable. That's not going to win for us, you know. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Hey, Coach, uh, God, this, I, I, could, I could pick your brain all day long, um, but I, we're, we're going a little long right now, and I want to, I wanna, uh, before we run out of time, I want you uh, to talk for a second about how storied San Francisco City College is. They've even done a, a documentary on the football program uh, a few years back. Isn't that right? 
Yeah, there was a, a film, um, I believe it was called uh, Fourth and Goal, and it and it followed, uh, I think, four or five kids from the 2002 team, I believe. Uh-huh. 2000, somewhere in there. Um, uh, following them in their path into a four-year school, and that's kind of the struggles that, that, that happen at the JC level. I mean, and you're familiar with that, you know. Yep. Uh, some of these kids, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of different scenarios, but obviously we're in the business of giving kids a second opportunity. You know, if they got missed for whatever reason, whether it was physical development, academic, you know, family issues, whatever, um, you know. We're, well, we're I, I, I got to tell you, I didn't, when I watched it, I didn't even know you were coaching there yet. And uh, so it wasn't like I was, you know, uh, had a positive bias yet. But, man, I really, I really enjoyed the stories that, that the, uh, the documentary told. It, it really got into some of these kids and some of their issues and, and their desires and wants and goals and, I thought they did a pretty good job of of uh of really telling the story and and it was a uh, uh I think a positive uh benefit or a positive um rub on 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 the school on in the program uh really really impressive I I really was impressed yeah, so kids, um, and again uh, this is before I even knew you were part of it you know Yeah well apparently you weren't paying attention cuz there's I am on the sidelines in at least a couple of shots well, I, I, you know, I, I keep telling myself I'm going to go back and watch, but, uh, you know, I, no Quick offense, I, I've seen pictures. I think you're a little heavier than, than back in the day. And as, as you could say about me, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> but, but I think, but, uh, you know, that, that was kind of, um, really a breakthrough film in the fact that, you know, nobody really hears the other side of the story, only the success stories from coming from JC, yeah. right? And it's it's really uh, for some of these kids, it's really a struggle, uh, you know, having to put it all together and 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 make the sacrifice for a year or two to to get to the next level. I think there's a lot more recognition now, you know, obviously with social media and, and things like that, um, you know. And then they made that other show from that other school, you know. Uh-huh. The Alabama one, right? Mississippi, I think. Was it Mississippi? Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it's called Last Chance You. Yes, on, on no, Netflix. Yes. I will tell you this, that we're, we're a completely different type of organization because um, if you look at their roster, you know, they're, they're going to have a bunch of bounce backs. And you, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. And uh, and, and they're going to have scholarship for these kids. But out here in California, there's no such thing, you know. There's there's only your regular financial aid, and um, there's, you know, there's nothing that um, the school can, can facilitate or give you extra just because you play football. So kids need to figure out, you know, um, with their families – especially the financial side, you know, of how they're going to get it done. So it's 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 a little more difficult, I believe, to, to do it in California. 
because some other states actually, you know, put together, you know, like a scholarship package for these kids. So right, um, right, right. I'm know. glad you brought that up because that that's that's a huge difference, and yeah. uh, and even more testament to to your guys' success. I mean, you're well, it, you know, I think uh, you obviously have to develop kids better. I mean, if you have a guy that's already a Division One guy, I mean. You know, you just kind of fine tune them, but really, they're they're already proven. Now, obviously, somebody thought that they were good enough to get a scholarship, so you know, they're they're kind of just for whatever reason, you know, they're 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 getting their second chance to get back to D one, but they've already been there. So, a lot of guys that you see from that school and from schools like that, you know, are already coming from a Division one program, you know. Right, right. So, Coach, you're, you're, uh, you guys start up when typically for spring ball? How long does that last? We are, uh, you know, already working out, lifting, and, and uh, you know, nowadays, you know, you've you got uh, all the uh, alternative uh, workout things. You know, we're doing yoga and we're, <laughs> yes. we're, we're <laughs> We're, 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 we do, we do some competition. I want to see you do yoga, coach. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I didn't say that. I said the team's doing it. <laughs> okay. So, okay. But, but, uh, we're lifting and we're doing some competition things. Like, uh, yesterday we did a, we, you know, there's the team's broken into teams and then they're doing uh push plates on the field, kind of a derby, kind of a, you know, thing. And, uh, we'll start actual, football workouts on the field March 13th, and I believe we have about 20, 20 days that we do that. Nice, so, nice. Um, well, Coach, yeah. I do appreciate your time, and you really share a lot. I mean, if, if people listen to, really listen to what you're saying, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of wisdom that, that you just dished out, and uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, I'd be glad to you know share what I think anyway. You know, as you get well, older, you, uh, you gave a lot, of, a lot of good stuff. I mean, honestly, I appreciate that. That's yeah. uh, you're a humble guy, but you really, I mean, goodness gracious, uh, uh, you've been doing this for 20 years and successful for a reason, and and uh, and so I, I really do appreciate you uh, bringing it for uh, for my audience. Um, with that, I'd like to thank you and, and close up. Uh, any finishing thoughts? You know, if there's one thing that, that I can leave a future coach with is always focus on the basics, the technique, break it down to doable parts, and then make those doable parts into the whole thing and teach everything like that. And I think that's a great way to start a coaching career no matter what position you're coaching. Amen. And with that, thank you, Coach Ed. Hey, thanks. Thank you, Timmy.